This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Blue Jays fans and welcome to the morning mash here on the Jaybird watching Gamecast. So, was a weird evening for all, all across the board for the Blue Jays minor league system, major league system, and just organization in general. So, what happened with the first lovely question. So, first news, San Juan O is now a Colorado Rocky after a trade late yesterday evening. And he will be packing his bags and heading that way. And with the Blue Jays, we'll be getting back a uh, youngster in return. Um, a 22-year-old uh, Chad Span Spanberger out of class, class A for the Colorado Rockies. He's a 24th-ranked prospect in the according to MLB Pipeline in the Colorado Rockies organization and is having a stellar season at the plate for this uh Asheville team in the minor league system for the Colorado Rockies. Currently batting 316 with a 364, 580 triple slash line with 22 home runs, 75 RBIs in 91 games. According to all reports, this is a hitter friendly ballpark, but one way or the other, that is a very exciting stat line, even if some of those numbers drop down just a touch. So, plenty of reports also outside of San Juan O that uh, Jay Happ has been get, gathering all sorts of uh, attention possibly to the New York Yankees once again. That rumor just won't go away, won't die, so it looks like maybe Jay Happ might be heading out sooner rather than later. Also pending uh, possible movement, Tyler Clipper, John Axford, and Aaron Loop have been grabbing plenty of attention along with San Juan O, obviously, who is now a Colorado Rocky. So... Where are the Toronto Blue Jays at the moment would be the fun question. And um, I can tell you one thing. It's their offense and their bullpen suffered mightily yesterday as they dropped a, their final game against the Minnesota Twins 12-6. to Blue Jays had plenty of hits in this extra inning affair, but unfortunately in the 11th inning they just could not hold the mighty bats of the Minnesota Twins in place as they get tagged for six earned runs in that inning and Jake Petrecchia and Luis Santos unfortunately just could not hold down the fort in the late innings so let's just talk about this game in general um, so early in the game Sam Cavillo had another decent start five innings six hits three earned runs three walks while striking out four had a decent outing and um, unfortunately was not rewarded for that even though the Blue Jays for a long time in this one 
um, were right in the middle of it. And then obviously in the eighth inning, they came back enough to strike and tie this one up and force extra innings. But unfortunately, the bullpen just could not hold down the fort. And that might be the biggest story for the rest of the season for the Toronto Blue Jays. Plenty of hits in this game. Curtis Granderson had a pair in the uh, leadoff spot along with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. who played second base and batted second. Justin Smoke and Kendris Morales having a pair of, uh, are having three hits each along with Randall Grychuk who has been just completely mashing the ball lately. Kendris Morales picking up two RBIs along with his 13th double of the season. Drychuk picking up his 15, or 14th and 15th double. And then the only other extra base hit was Loris Gurriel Jr., who has been on fire of late and earning a spot on this Toronto Blue Jays roster. Luke Maley picking up the rare stolen base in his 3-for-5 performance. Also had two RBIs as the mailman picks up his batting average to 245. Returning to the lineup, Lesmus Diaz also picked up two RBIs, but did not even have a hit. So a couple sacrifices for him bringing in those runs. So that is your Toronto Blue Jays offense. And unfortunately, as I mentioned, after Aaron Loop, Tyler Clippard uh, came in to relieve San Diego. Joe Biagini let the Twins back into this game with now recording an out during his outing. Three hits, two earned runs. Ryan Chapera would come in and cut things down. Finish that inning out, and then Jaime Garcia coming up, picking up two innings of work and just calming the fort down. But unfortunately, in the extra innings, as mentioned, took a lot of runs, and then Luis Santos picking up a pair as well, as they could not escape the 11th inning. And that is basically your line for the Toronto Blue Jays this evening, or yesterday afternoon into the evening. So they will have a day off today. And they will be heading to Chicago, where they'll be taking on the White Sox. Marcus Stroman will be picking up the uh, start for that game. It starts at 8-10 Friday evening, and they will play there for the weekend. Stroman has been on fire in his last few starts, and we will hope that he gets to keep uh, rolling with everything. Apparently, plenty of teams have been also asking about the Stro Show, and the Blue Jays have made it pretty much clear that they don't have any intentions of trading their, uh, their hard-throwing righty. Moving along to the farm report, and I actually had the pleasure of visiting one of the minor league teams this yesterday evening and having a great time, so we'll get to that here in just a moment. All right, so let's dive right into this minor league report, and unfortunately we're going to start off on a sour note as the Louisville Bats take out the Buffalo Bisons in a 6-2 win. Tom Panone had the ball to start this one, and it got off to a good start in the beginning of this one, but then everything went to heck in uh, the fourth inning, and then in the fifth it only got worse. So over the times that Tom Panone would allow six earned runs on two homers through his five innings, allowed one walk and struck out four as he just could not escape the year fifth inning in this and just really labored during that inning and allowing four runs in that frame. Most of that on home runs. So 10 hits allowed to the Louisville Bats who just came out of the box slugging. Connor Fisk would calm down the um, Bats in the sixth inning. But, and then uh, Anthony Casado would actually come in and pitch two innings solid as well. But just not quite enough to keep everything going in the offense after the Buffalo Bisons got out to a early 2 to nothing lead in the first and second inning. The herd jumped out in front on a Dalton, well, on a Anthony Alford home run in the second, and that was his fifth of the season. 
Alfred looking like he's heating up finally, and apparently he's just finally healthy, is my opinion. Three for four with this one with the home run, and just looked very good. In the leadoff spot, Dalton Pompey picked up his seventh double of the season, batting 293 at the moment. The, um, and the only other RBI was scored on a sack fly, it looks like. So, just not enough offense for the Buffalo Bisons during this game. Moving right along, we're going to talk New Hampshire Fisher Cats baseball. As they uh, continue to just rack up wins, unfortunately lately they've been struggling on the offense and haven't been able to get that. Uh, the Reading Fighting Phils have been a big part of that as they've been red hot of late. So the 56 and now 56 and 44 New Hampshire Fisher Cats take a 5 to 2 victory over the Reading Fighting Phils, and that is due no short part to the uh, middle of this lineup who was hitting on all cylinders yesterday. Bobachette in the leadoff spot, unfortunately, was not part of that as he went 0 for 5. But Kevin Biggio, 1 for 4 with his 21st home run in the third inning of this game, the two run blast. And just insanely good production from Kevin Biggio. Yes, his batting average has slumped over the last couple months, or last month or so, but he is still one of the biggest power hitters in this lineup. Black Jr. end up getting in on the action, 2 for 4 with a run scored. Harold Ramirez, two for four with another R RBI as well. He's been having a very quiet, good season for everybody for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Picks up his 40th RBI of the year. And then Santiago Espinal, the new one that joins the team this week uh, after being promoted from the Deneen Blue Jays. Looking pretty good in this game with one for three and picks up another RBI. So solid performance on offense for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. Taylor Cecito was on the mound, solid performance. Six innings of work, only two runs, and they were on two solo blasts. So on, outside those two bad pitches, he had a very solid outing, didn't give up any walks, and struck out two. Dusty Isaacs, unfortunately, would be, get the win, even with Cecito's efforts due to the late scoring in this game. One, two-thirds from him, three strikeouts, and then... Travis Bergen would pick up the save, his fifth of the season, allowing two hits while he recorded the final four outs and struck out two. Great outing for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats as they pick up their 56th win. Moving right along, we're going to head to Dunedin where we're going to check out and see how the Blue Jays played in Lakeland last night. Unfortunately, the Lakeland Flying Tigers took a nice bite out of the pitching for the Dunedin Blue Jays on the Wednesday night. And Maverick Buffo got the start, got off to a good one. He's been very, pitching very well for the uh, Dineen Blue Jays since his call-off from the Lansing Lugnuts. Another six innings from him. Unfortunately, would be saddled with his second loss, now 2-2 two and two on the season with the um, Dineen Blue Jays. Eight hits, three earned runs while striking out eight, which is a abnormally high amount for Maverick Buffo. I got to see him a couple weeks ago, and I think he had two strikeouts during that outing. So just to give you an idea how he was dealing and missing bats on uh, Wednesday night against the Lakeland Flying Tigers. As everything would go, he would uh, things would be cruising along for the Dineen Blue Jays until they got into the uh, fifth inning where the Lakeland Flying Tigers, like I said, just took that big bite out of the pitching staff. And uh, Nick Fishman would unfortunately take the brunt of that assault as he picks, allows four hits and four earned runs while recording just one out. William Allette would try to stop the bleeding, 
and only picked up, um, allowed three hits and allowed one earned run while picking up those final two outs. At this point, uh, the Tigers had already taken flight and ran away with everything. On offense, the Blue Jays just couldn't quite put all the pieces together as they went just one for seven with runners in scoring position. And Joshua Postios was one of those guys, went two for four in the leadoff spot, unfortunately could not be brought around. And the um, offense just couldn't pick up the batters. Too many people left on base. Scoring two runs, losing this one 8-2, to two, regardless of having seven hits on the game and two walks to be able to capitalize on. Just not enough to be able to piece it all together. Riley Adams and Alberto Mino would score the, uh, the only two runs. Um, Brandon Jacob and Nash Knight picking up the RBIs. So The Dean Blue Jays will look to get those bats moving as they continue to go play the Hammerheads today at 6.30. We're going to keep going. Lansing Lugnuts had an extra inning affair last night and unfortunately got walked off by the South Bend Cubbies as they go 57-45 and 45 on their season. So it's been a rough go for the Lansing Lugnuts after getting off to an insanely good start. Unfortunately, that's what seasons do in these lower levels. And, uh, the talent has been good. But it hasn't been as good as it was to begin this season. The heart of this order has stayed intact, though. Samantha Taylor would end up being the off. Kamakunia unfortunately went 0 for 4. Ryan Doyle also not picking up anything as he went 0 for 3, but able to score a run while collecting two walks. His typical MO, making sure he makes things happen on the bases one way or the other. And Brandon Zalonic picked up 2 for 5. And then Chavez Young, 2 for 4, with a run score in RBI. Solid stuff from Chavez Young as he picks up his 27th double of the season. Roberto Arboso was a, the main offensive contributor as he picks up three RBIs while going two for four. He also had his seventh double of the season. Samatella picking up his first triple of the uh, sixth triple of the season in the league playoff spot as well. On the mound, Maximo Castilla got off to a great start. Six innings of solid work from Hill in just two hits. Walked four but struck out three, so didn't allow himself to get into crazy amounts of trouble. Unfortunately, Jimenez would allow the low save, allowing the Cubbies to score four in the eighth inning and get back into this ball game. Uh, Brandon Bonchi would come in and pitch two and two thirds and was very solid through that time, allowing no hits, no runs, three walks, and sorry, out a pair. And then with Rama allowing the final run unearned in the last inning as kind of all hell broke loose in the last bit there. Um, the Cubbies singled and drives in everything and allows Brandon Hughes to score. So, but he had reached on a, um, now, but anyways, regardless, the uh, let's take a look at Saul, and we'll be taking on the Cubbies again this evening at 7 o'clock in South Bend. So, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, and extra innings affairs always sometimes create plenty of, uh, plenty of offense and whatnot, but they came out on the wrong side of this one, just like how the Blue Jays at the Major League level couldn't put it all together and let the other team run away with it. Now I get the pleasure of talking to you about a nice visit I had to Bluefield to see the Blue Jays play down here on the rookie level in the Appalachian League. This team has been on fire, and I know we usually don't talk about the uh, Bluefield and Vancouver teams on this show just because we got, like to keep it down to 15 minutes on this show. We do report about them, though, on SouthofThe6.com, so if you want to look there, please jump in. I'm going to be having a nice article up about my visit here probably in the next day or so. So, I um, 
was supposed to make it up on Tuesday evening, but due to flights and fun and here in Roanoke, where I'm actually currently sitting doing this show, waiting for my flight back to Rochester, New York, where I am from, um, I was able to see the doubleheader yesterday in Bluefield as the Bluefield Blue Jays took on the Bristol Pirates. They would end up splitting this doubleheader, but it was a beautiful night for baseball, and even though I was in the midst of my drive, I thought this was going to be nothing but a rainout for the second night in a row. The baseball gods shined upon this beautiful little ballpark here in uh, Bluefield and we've got to see a great team play very solid baseball and saw this awesome like family environment that this team has raised up and is acting like um, one cohesive unit as far as everything goes. So the Blue Jays rocking it and doing a very good job. The first game, they went 5-2. Um, to two. No, 6-3, I'm sorry, I got the scores backwards. But So the Blue Jays got the victory 6-3 over the Brighton, uh, Bristol Pirates in the first game. Saw some great play. And they, this is just a team that obviously should be watched by everybody. And Alejandro Kirk hit a home run in the first game. One for three. Got an RBI on that, obviously. And then Patrick Morris hitting another long ball for, at playing first base for that. Two RBIs for that. And it was just a great performance. Cal, I have to mention that Cal Stevenson, the left fielder for the Blue Jays, basically ran through the left field wall to catch um, a great stellar ca uh, play. Um, clearly got that wind knocked out, but would hold on to the ball and end up getting up and then. This is the best part. Not only does he make a great play in the field, but baseball being baseball, he had got the opportunity to come up to play the next game. And guess what? Triples right off of that. So first pitch he sees, places a triple. He would end up scoring two runs while going one for three in a great win for the Blue Jays. So awesome evening on that one. So we'll move on to the next game here. We're going to talk to the field Blue Jays still, where they uh, unfortunately lost the second game a doubleheader 5-2 to the Bristol Pirates. And just missed opportunities, I guess, is the best way to say it for the second game as they went one for eight. And, but they were threatening this whole game to come back into it, and after getting out to a 2-0 lead in the first inning, uh, just some solid play. Uh, Luis De Los Santos would double in a pair as he scored uh, Abadesa and Kirks. So, good start to the game, but unfortunately the uh, starter... Um, sorry, everybody, my microphone there for a second, but Perez ended up getting a very good start in this, but just he struggled at times, and that's where everything kind of went nuts in this one. Um, had a couple of opportunities where these were really for the Pirates, and they were able to capitalize on that, including a home run that uh, really put the cherry on top for the pit, pit, uh, not Pittsburgh Pirates, but the, the Bristol Pirates here in the Appalachian League. So, either way, I enjoyed my time and um, had a great night talking with Zach, the announcer of the Blue Field uh, Blue Jays. It was on the air the whole evening. Other than the fact that I got outranked by the great, great, great little uh, former Red Sox manager through those first few years where they were really good again before the, uh, you know, the historic rise of Terry Francona. Uh, but great little um, got it, getting his career started as a manager right in Bluefield, and he was there and visiting in town. For a nice weekend, and possibly I think it's Hall of Fame induction time, so maybe that's why he's heading up that direction. Either way, cool stuff. And I actually had the pleasure of hearing some of his fun stories and everything. So, anyways, Blue Jays fans, if you ever get a chance to get to Virginia, Bluefield is a good spot for you to stop, and I hope you enjoy that. So, anyways, 
This is Craig Borden here on the Jaybird Watching Gamecast. Please make sure you hit those subscribe buttons all over the internet on Google Play, Spotify, and whatnot. Hit up the Bluefield Blue Jays on Twitter and you know, just check them out. It's a really talented system the Blue Jays have, and it's all this shows goes to show you that not only do we have the talent at the high end, we also have plenty of awesome talent to be at the bottom of this system right out of the draft and fresh and running with it in this awesome little ballpark here in the Appalachian League. So, also don't forget to hit up the Seat Giant CA and use the promotion code JBIRD and you'll get a nice little uh, discount, some extra cash back in your wallet. And once again, Craig Borden here signing off from Virginia and being an uh, all-newfound member of the Blue Jays family here in Bluefield. So take care, everybody, and peace out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.